Wow. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I got some echo on that guy. Okay. Okay. Sam, your jewel is sitting on the table for a second, and it fell off. Yeah. And uh, it got me thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Toy Story uh, 4 came out in theaters a-, a while ago, I guess, at this point, probably like a month ago. And you ago. saw it? I haven't seen it yet. I don't oh. know. what. Is, have you seen it? I don't know where to put my hand. Uh, no. Um, but what it made me think of, uh, I was like, is th- would that jewel be alive in Toy Story? Is that your toy? Is your jewel your toy? In robots, it would be alive. Toy Story, I'm going to say no. Okay. But then it got it me is thinking. A toy. Okay, but that's another question. Are sex toys alive in Toy Story? I think they have to be, right? I think that's a whole nother. They have to be? I think, I think they have to be. <laughs> I think it's it would be against the rules if they were not. I mean, they're fun for the whole family. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, Jesus. Oh, but it got me thinking, you have a couple toys in your room because we are back in Toronto. I brought my recording equipment back to Toronto for a special episode here in the original studio from the heart of Koreatown. It's Jamadi, Jamadi, Jamadi. Yeah. The heart of Koreatown. I like that. Yeah. Um. But it got me thinking because we're you have a bunch of childhood toys here. Lots of what do you mean childhood toys? I'm about to tell you. So oh, okay. So in the Toy Story movies, toys get thrown out, and that's kind of like the the peril, you know. That's the impending doom. Yeah. Is that these toys you get rid of them, and and then you move on with your life. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, what is your Woody? What is your toy? You know that you've had, and then I was thinking, would it be your your fart bank, your fart money bank? Oh. Is it the toy that's been like seeing all the other toys like go away mm. over the years? And it's like the Woody is like, you know, speaking out of its butt, like Ace Ventura yeah. being like, we got to stick together. We got to be here for Sam. Mm. Um, It would definitely be like it's like the T-Rex character. Oh, OK, I think because you have you have a piggy toys. bank that you put a piggy bank. You put money into it. It looks like a butt. Uh, it looks like pants down revealing mooned anus and a crack. Yeah. yeah. And the crack is where you put the coins in and mm-hmm. it makes fart sounds when you put coins in. And it still does to this day. Yeah. Surprisingly. Have you ever changed the batteries? No. Wow. Like that, those batteries have actually lasted years. You know, uh, they don't just make toys. pumping out farts. They don't make toys like they used to. No. And it's not a toy. It's, it's a practical machine. I guess you're right. It, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very useful. Yeah, it's called having fun, man. Um, but yeah, anyway, we're back in Toronto, you know, you think that butt would come alive? I think it would. And they would talk out the coin hole, uh, the coin hole, like Ace Ventura, Ventura. It's Ventura. like, a, it's I Ventura. Ventura. <laughs> oh, do not go in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it would come alive and it'd stumble around cause it has little, uh, uh, has little frumpy legs, feet, you yeah, know, little, and a little like, short, a little short stack. It'll like yeah. bop around. I like it. You don't like it. Oh, I, I like it. But I'm 23 years old. But I'm just saying, saying. Well, I, I'm not. There's not a judgment call one way or the other. I'm just saying I think that would be your Woody. I think that would be oh. like your toy. That I have like, a Snorlax stuffed animal that I really enjoy. A Snorlax? What's that? From, that from Pokemon. Oh, okay. You yeah, know so, Snorlax? You don't know Snorlax? Uh, it's the purple guy. He's green. No. He's not purple. Isn't he like big and If purple? he's purple, I'm colorblind. That's Barney. Isn't he? <laughs> oh, it's Barney. I yeah, was thinking. That's I a different a, stuffed animal of Barney. A different reptile that is exactly. summoned. Do you remember the TV show Barney's House? And there were like the two other uh, dinosaurs, not just purple Barney, but there's a yellow one and a green one. Yeah, that was, that's just like Barney. Oh, that's just Barney lore? Yeah, that's just Barney. Oh, oh, okay. And I forget their names. I really wish I knew their names. If you could pull those names, that'd be incredible just off the top of your head. That would have um, been incredible. I want to say Bebop and Rocksteady, but those are t- t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle characters. Yeah, I don't think that's quite it. I don't think that's quite no, it. No, no. Um, but I did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I I never I never watched Pokemon as a kid. I never did. I don't know. Oh, I played the games. Yeah, I didn't do that either. I have no idea. I remember. No. I have a memory of you. You were in a big game. A Game Boy. No, I wasn't a Game Boy. I did like I had my Game Boy. You know that I I had as a game as a non Game Boy. I had my Game Boy mm-hmm. that I would play. You know. Some games on a couple, couple, wow. but they were never like real games. Like I, I just had like random games that I would like play. Tetris, you know, like Tetris, Maj- Mahjong, 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 Solitaire. Uh huh, uh huh, Um, I recently bought a Game Boy again. Yeah, I know. That's so exciting, and I love it. And I want one now too. You really inspired me. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm just buying all the old games that I had as a child. Good, and seeing if as still you should. Good. Yeah. Uh, I bought a and I, I bought one. I bought a Mega Man game. Oh yeah, and I I used to love that game as a kid. Yeah, and it's bad. It's really bad. Yikes! It's boring. Well, like and the not Game Boy well games, made. kind of in general, like 
you couldn't do too much with them. Like they were pretty limited in scope. Um, I bought a GameCube. They're still super fun though. Yeah, I bought a GameCube recently. Out of the same thing, really? I was like, I don't have my GameCube anymore. I still have a couple games. I should buy a GameCube again and see yeah. how it is. Love it. Really? It's so good. Yes, I love the GameCube. What games do you have? I have Shrek 2. Okay. I have Smash. Smash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to get Smash. Yeah. Um, what else do I have? I have some uh, Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot games. Bandicoot? I have uh, Crash Bandicoot games. Yeah. Those I loved as a kid. Crash I've Bandicoot's never... still really good. Thank they you. They remade them. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea. Um, I've never nice. really met many other people who I like know Crash set. Bandicoot. I do, too, because we're just touching arms. Yeah. We're really just patting each other hey, whenever you we... Doing? You doing no, okay? we're just supporting each other. I've yeah. never met many other people who know Crash Bandicoot. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's wild, pretty popular. I mean, I'm I'm a non-game boy, so I'd, I don't, maybe, I, maybe, yeah. maybe I don't run in those circles. You know who we don't know if is a gamer or a non-gamer? Paul, Paul Giamatti. Let's, let's go. Let's get it, boys and girls. Welcome back to Giamatti, 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 your one-stop, fully academic, encyclopedic source for all things Paul Giamatti. I'm your host, Sam. And I am your host, Dan. I am your host. I am Iron Man. Dan, we, we're we watching everything Paul Giamatti's ever been in. It's so much easier for you to look at the camera now. Well, are you before. doing it? Because I'm not. I'm trying to stay away. I just saw you look at I it. I looked at that record you have beside the oh, camera. Oh, it just bullshit you did. Because we're sitting profile for the video podcast that's available on Jamadi 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 podcast on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, subscribe so then we can monetize it for the three people please, who watch it. Please, 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 please. We want to earn 15 cents every time. Thank you. Um, I'm looking at the record. Okay. So don't just come at me like I'm, I'm like sorry. I'm, I don't mean some, to come in I'm hot some and heavy sort of like street that. rat, you know, that you have to hassle Street around. rat. I don't know the rest of the lyrics of that Aladdin song. Oh. Street rat. Gabba dee dee dude. <laughs> yeah. Just a I wear little, little shorts. <laughs> My friend is a monkey. Yeah. He steals bread from me. I like pretty Jasmine. 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 Uh, do you think it's a coincidence that Jazz Hands and Jasmine are very close? No. No. Uh, so yeah, we're watching everything. I sang Paul- that song, oh, the whole oh, new yeah. world recently at karaoke, and it was. Oh beautiful. really? Yeah. Just you. No, I had a, I had a, a duet partner. Oh, who was I it? I forced somebody from my work. Oh, no. To be Jasmine. <laughs> a boy or girl? It was a boy. Perfect. Yeah. And we held hands and we hugged and oh, wow. we did a whole production. It was great. Because you recently became a team lead or you're, you're a, right? I'm a team lead. You're a team lead now. Yeah. And so is that the kind of uh, team building uh, activities you plan for exactly. your work? Exactly. But I, that was before I was a team lead. Oh, I was just I one of the plebs. I just one of the plebs. And now yeah. I'm part of the, not proletariat, I'm part of the aristocracy. Well, now you're so much better than everybody else. Exactly. Um, yeah, we're watching everything Paul Giamatti's ever been in. We started at the very beginning, and, and we're moving all up, the way to the present. All the way to the present. Uh, and that includes movies. That includes TV. TV. That, that includes, includes potentially video games. Potentially video animated games. Animated features. Yep. Animated shorts. It includes everything. We're Was gonna he get in a commercial? I don't know if he's in a commercial. I don't know. Well, that's something we're going to have to discover as we go along. We'll but mostly mostly we, we've been watching a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Episodes 1 to whatever 30-something that this is. 37. Uh, we've been Lady watching movies. in the water. We've been watching TV shows. And we've been learning a lot about Paul along the way. We've uh, yeah. really watched him blossom into the actor that he is today. Mm-hmm. And um, not today, of course. Today at like 2006. He was good back then and he's still good now. He's even better he's, now. I think he's, yeah, aged like a fine wine, both physically and acting-wise. He's mm-hmm. gotten just better and better and better. And he started off very strong. Yep. Um, yeah, so. Um, okay, 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 okay. That's fine. <laughs> that is. That's fine. You are rude to me, and I will put up with it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, because you're my friendship. 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 If you haven't gotten the thing, we're wildly self-referential. Yeah, we like to reference both ourselves and Paul and everything. We that's will come have a clip. Us. We we've been talking about the, uh, you know, the what do you call it? The storied clip show that we're yeah. gonna do. Where One it's day. Just clips. One day. Just clips and us talking about the clips. Yeah, I, maybe we should do that for special a special ep. episode. Like once we hit some sort of landmark, like catch make, it on YouTube. Yeah, like, we'll make it a special YouTube content. 
Yeah. What do you think about that, Dan? I love it. That's really good. I'm sure that's gonna <laughs> capture everybody to come. Watch oh, it. they won't be able to. It'll come in droves. Yeah, people one by one will stumble upon it. <laughs> Year after year. Hey, man, we got clickbait titles, though. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get listeners eventually. Well, we got clickbait titles. Now we need people to click Dan, on Dan, you had a video that sat for six months and then went viral. I, di- I did indeed. I guess that is the lesson of the story. It can just sit there until one day somebody picks it up. Yeah. A journalist finds out that we're doing idiotic things. Yeah, and they're like, Paul oh, Giamatti. my God, this is so This funny. is so kitschy <laughs> and <laughs> cool. Great fun, great fun. Oh boy, we need to put that's this in an article grab, for BuzzFeed. That's going to grab somebody. Oh man, and then we'll be famous. Of course. What will you do with your Paul Giamatti fame? Mm, do you I'm think gonna... we'll be more famous than Paul Giamatti? Let I'm going to get in Paul's inner circle. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a groupie, not for Paul. I'm going to be a groupie. Demi Lovato. Fuck Paul every day oh, of his life. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, two can. Now that he's single. You're right. Been now that single, he's single for n- many Been years. Been single, ready to mingle mm-hmm. with me. me. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we watch everything Paul Giamatti's been in. Um. Moving on, Sam. Has there been any news? Should we go into Paul Watch? I want to give a brief recap of where we stand with Paul in the world because I feel like I we haven't talked about it recently. With Paul in the world. I know, but I want to just kind of catch people up in case you know people are joining in all the time. I just want to run down some of the things that mm-hmm. he's involved in. He's on the show Billions. Well, let me get into Paul Watch. Oh, pardon me. I'm sorry. Here we go. Watch out, little bitch. Watch out, little bitch. Watch out, watch out, little bitch. Hey, watch out, little bitch. You, you get, get mad. mad. You get mad. You get mad. Bitch, you get mad. Oh, ho. It ho. ends with ho, not watch bitch. Watch out, ho. Um, yeah. So this is uh, the segment of the show called Paul Watch, where we recap anything that he's been up to. He hasn't been up to much right now, but I did want to kind of go back and outline a couple catch, things. Catch the homies up. Catch everybody up. So again, Billions has been re- renewed for another season. Fifth season. Fifth, se- fifth May- season. I think it's two seasons. Oh, wow. No, I don't know. Okay, well, anyway, it's coming back next year. It, the The fourth season just finished airing, right? Um, well, we don't know. We haven't seen it yet because we're not there in the Paul timeline. But uh, Billions is coming back. Yeah. He uh, has a couple episode arc on Lodge 49 that he mm-hmm. uh, produces. Oh, he was um, finally on it. And so this upcoming season, he's going to be on it. And I and I don't know if that's airing yet or is airing soon, but um, that's something to look forward to. On top of that, he's in a movie called Gunpowder Milkshake. Which that's sounds great. Filming. Uh, he plays like it's like a female spy type movie, but he's a he's a man in it. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's also in Jungle Cruise, mm-hmm. which is coming out um, in 2020 at With some point. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of uh, that's did kind I miss of it. anything. I feel like that's a good recap of everything. He's in a play. We haven't seen the reviews of that play. I hear it. The, well, the reviews of the play the were not good. The reviews of the first night, <laughs> thought it was really bad. Yeah. But uh, but Paul wasn't in the first night, so no. it's fine. So who knows? Maybe he gave an astounding performance and Hopefully. really saved everything. And beyond that, on IMDb, his last credit says San Andreas 2. Oh, for real? But it has no year release date, so I don't know what that means. But um, oh, Probably in development. San Andreas 2. He was in San Andreas when? I don't think so. Oh, no. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was. Yeah. Well, then I can't wait for the sequel. And that's been Paul Watch. <laughs> Watch out, little bitch. We play the whole thing Watch again. Watch out, little bitch. Watch out, little bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out, little bitch. Hey, you get it, man. 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 I'm getting rich. You get it, man. Tomati, 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 tomati. I'm getting rich. Watch out, how? Uh, that's been really wonderful. I'm glad that we could do that mm-hmm. together. Me too. And then the- All right, now, Paul, to movies. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Am I? I'm yelling so loud that this mic just might fall off the edge of the, of the table. It's precarious. We're in a precarious setup. Yeah. This. I moved well, mine, I'll, and I think it moved yours. Oh my god, I'm so scared. Well, you know, this is live. What happens, happens. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, what do we watch this week, I Sam? I think holding yours up. Uh, we watch Lady in the Water. This is Holy fucking shit. terrifying. It's like a haunted house of microphones. I gotta stop touching mine, too. Okay. I just really we just, like touching we just have mic. To, oh, I, every boy likes to touch his mic when he's 13 years <laughs> you old. You know what I'm talking about? Um, what movie did we watch? Lady in the Water, by directed by M. M. Night, Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> 
Um, Shamalama Ding Dong. Am I Honey, right? I'm home with a bad movie. Shall we slap in the description, Dan? Hold on. Mm. What are your thoughts on the movie, first of all? I didn't like it. You didn't like it. I we it watched really, really bad. We watched it together. I said, Sam, don't tell me what you think about the movie until after we finish watching it. Okay. I yeah. didn't think it was horrible. What? There are parts that are bad. Okay. But overall, I guess the difference overall, is like... Overall, it was horrible. I think the thing is like I don't regret watching it. Like I don't regret really? having that experience. You just like Bryce Dallas Howard. My God, give me white as a ghost. Like white as a ghost. White as a ghost. Vampire white. She's so pale ginger in this movie. Yeah. Um, I'm just. But she's blonde by the end. I'm leaning more and is more forward as my continuously mic falls falling. Off. <laughs> yes. Should I just hold it? I can just hold it. Let me take. No, my... we can put it over there. Okay. We're back. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you. So let me characterize this right. You yeah. did not like the movie. No. Why? Narratively bad. Because it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Was grounded every, in nothing. Because they kept calling everything narfs. <laughs> narfs, scrunts, scrunts, and they sound weird like, mohawked, um, tree bark clad monkeys. It it sound all the words that M Night Shyamalan came up with in this movie to call the creatures sound like words your mom says you can't like say. No, that you're not allowed. Right? They're like they're like swear words. Don't say a narf. Don't call me a scrunt. Awful person. Yeah, it sounds like a banned word. It was a bad movie. This is an awful movie. Why do you not regret it? Watching was kind it? of a fun adventure. She was from the water. What I thought was, I thought we were going to see grip. the blue world. I thought we were going to see the blue world. Yeah, that would have been excited. cool, but we just stayed in one single apartment complex. They built that whole apartment complex. I know. <laughs> it's insane. Built the whole thing. That's why the movie was seven, had a budget of $70 million. Shut up. While $70 was, million? Because I was watching the movie and I was thinking like, no. man, this production must have been so cheap because they shot it all in one place. But it's because M. Night Shyamalan said that, oh, he committed to like shooting in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And so... It was all shot at a warehouse in Pennsylvania, and they built an apartment complex, the swimming pool. They built. I saw a time lapse. They built all. They of it. built road row houses in the background. What? Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Yeah, because when I was watching this movie, this there movie was should a, have been like twenty million dollars. Because all the effect shots are pretty cheap. Not cheap. Like I think some of the effects look the effects good. Look good. But like generally, like they're done in a way that makes them cheaper. Like it's yeah. all done at night. Like the lighting, like. There's like not a, a lot of light. detail, yeah. Um, especially when you saw what was happening the near scrunt. the end, the, the scrunt. But like, a oh, lot of what about the giant eagle? Oh, yeah. When the giant eagle comes down, it's obscured through the water, which I thought was clever. I was like, yeah. that's smart. It must be a low budget movie. No, seventy million dollars. That's insane to me. Yeah, because that money and didn't go why, towards the creatures, and that's why it was a giant flop. It wow. made in the U.S. It made forty-two million. Yikes! Well, it only made worldwide two million dollars. Like, like it, in like above the budget. Wait, wait. it made seventy two million. It, worldwide, worldwide, it grows seventy two million dollars. But it, the budget was estimated at seventy million. Yikes! That's such. So a they flop. lost a lot. They of money. lost a lot of money. What a nightmare! It was originally supposed to be oh, a Disney movie. No! You think that's what M Night Shyamalan <laughs> sounded he like? He got the he got a phone call from who produced what what company made this movie Warner Brothers Warner Brothers got a uh, a call from a Batman Christian Bale himself you know sitting mm-hmm. on in the big chair at Warner Brothers and then he said oh no <laughs> apparently he was gonna do it with Disney oh shit oh no ah, it's knocked oh, down again the mic no no <laughs> <laughs> they thought he was gonna do it with Disney because they produced like four of his movies before this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, he apparently it's because he left it on somebody's desk like an executive's desk, handed in the script. Yeah. They didn't read it. They went and did something with their kid, like the the person at Disney. Yeah. And he thought that was a slap in the face. Also, they didn't like it. M. Night Shyamalan seems like such a chill guy. He's like that a seems, bitch. That seems wild that uh yeah, they just didn't read it and he's like, "You absolute dorks." Yeah. I bet that executive uh was kind of like this. But oh, then he, no. but then he saw how much it made, and he he dodged a bullet there. He was like, "Oh, yes. oh yeah." So who says, "Oh yeah," the Kool Aid Man? Kool Aid guy. Cool. Moving on. Moving on. Description of the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, what happens? What the fuck is this movie about? Apartment building superintendent Cleveland Heap rescues what he thinks is a Pause. young. Cleveland what a Heap. dumb name. Cleveland Heap. Cleveland yeah. Heap. I I mean all the. He's cre- a heap of Cleveland. <laughs> 
He's just a big old fistful of Cleveland. What did they call Paul Giamatti before? A, like a, hum, a hump of man? No. A crumpled man. A crumpled man? I think you could also describe him as a heap of Cleveland, and the same mental image it appears. It makes exactly the same Like, sense. truly makes the sense. And yeah. M. Night Shyamalan named all the creatures badly. Doesn't surprise me that he would name all the characters also badly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the. I also, guess you realize the, what, the, yeah. the nymph chick, who's the narf. Yeah. Doesn't have a name. Her name's Story. Oh, Story. Yeah, Story. Never mind. Uh, never mind. Which is also a dumb Which name. Which is so stupid. It doesn't tie back in. It's like he took a nail that was his theme and put it on my forehead. And just hammered it. And then just kept hammering. But you liked it. So, um. Yeah, I guess I did like it. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Cleveland Heap rescues what he thinks is a young woman from a pool he maintains. When he discovers that she's actually a character from a bedtime story who's trying to make the journey back to her Yeah, home. like an Eastern Asian, bedtime, like an East story. Asian bedtime story. It's probably all across the world, but... Yeah. He made it up, though. It's not. It's based off of nothing in reality. No, and it, that's the one problem I had with this movie. Not, not totally. It's not grounded in anything. Well, I, I guess it's like a double-edged sword, sword with that because I, I, when, when I was watching the movie, mm-hmm. there's so much lore to it. Yeah. And it develops over the course of the movie. And I, I was reading an interview. And <laughs> Does he, it, though? Not really, but I was reading an interview and M. Night Shyamalan was like, yeah, I just made this story up. I was just like making a bedtime stories for my kids and this went yeah. on for like a couple weeks. And uh, I was like, oh, it was only a couple weeks. I don't know. And he was like, part. I should turn this into a movie. And then he said it was like an exercise in just like writing different things yeah. and then having it just build on itself until it came to an ending and seeing if uh, he was like, I wanted to disregard like how stories work and like plot. Oh, and, like, that's really, tropes uh, really and stuff smart. And see. Well, it comes across. He definitely f- totally forgets what story is. Well, in the interview, he's like, and by the end, you know, see if I could pull it off to like bring an audience on this original journey. He couldn't. It, no. it didn't. It wasn't pulled off. He couldn't. I like the film critic guy who's in it and he's like, oh. Uh, he talks about he's critiquing some sort of romance movie in mm. in it. Mm-hmm. He's like, all oh, the characters just talk about what they're thinking. Very meta, and that's just what the movie is. Anyways, um, so oh, he discovers sorry. a water nymph in the in the thing. Yeah, I'll let you finish this. And I'll she get back wants to what I was she wants to go home back to the blue world because these nymphs are here to like help out humanity. Yeah, like we've forgotten, like in. Old, old times, they helped out humanity. We are like no longer enlightened were... beings. We are vicious, vicious, evolved apes. Exactly. And they can't break through into and our so, society. And so, yeah, it, so she's here to help steer humanity in the right direction or, like, yeah. impact, like, connect with somebody, impact their life, yeah. and then go back home. Exactly. Sorry, yeah, continue. And his tenants, they all try to come together. They all try and assemble a team to bring this creature back to her world. So what I think about the problem I have with this movie, and I did, uh, I wouldn't say enjoy it, but I did, I did not mind watching it, which is like the lowest form of praise you can give a movie. Yeah, is that movies don't need to ba- be based on pre-existing lore. Like it's great when people can build new worlds and yeah. like innovate and come up with like really like interesting places I want to go to and discover yeah. and like. Like the whole the whole uh, idea at the beginning of the movie that these people were here and helping us and stuff and I was like I mean that that's been done before but I, yeah. I'm intrigued by it it's a, it's a classic idea yeah. for a reason. The problem is M Night Shyamalan picked a bunch of dumb ideas, like they were just dumb ideas. I like okay there's it isn't grounded in anything, but it's almost it has like half ideas to ground it like it's like yeah it's like the, the Steven Spielberg ideas of like let's br- take. A fantastical thing and put it in a very real world, mm-hmm. like ET. Sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He literally wants to go back home. So go back home. Yeah, ET. Go, go back, back home. home. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but that dumps it with like <coughs> whimsy. Ah! <coughs> ah! Oh no! And it's <coughs> fuck. Oh no! <laughs> And it's grounded in its own in reality, right? Like those two movies. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, it's grounded in that reality. But this one isn't really grounded in the reality. It's just in a fucking car apartment complex. Yeah, and people are called the guardians and the healers. It doesn't make sense. It got too crazy near the end because, like, it's right it, up its own ass with its own backstory. I 100 percent agree. Like, I don't need to know all these different parts. Of it. Like, the lore is too intense. Yeah, I'm like for, and it's and not they an keep exciting coming world. back to it. Like, they keep trying to give you exposition. At so many points of the movie. And it's like, I should already know all this. Yeah. 
before well, you're like before we're like literally on the third the third act. Actually, I think the problem I have with this movie, and that really clarified it to me, is not so much the lore itself because I'm intrigued by the 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 sea people or whatever the sea yeah, ladies the nymphs, who help the nymphs. Yeah. The and narf. the idea that they come in and are directing humanity and there's interesting it's ideas. Interesting ideas. Yeah. The blue world is a really cool name for something, but what I do not like is that um is that he focuses on rules. Like the whole movie isn't focused on But there on, like, also aren't rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never like, explain what the rules are. I agree, but like the movie isn't focused on like what is the blue world and like how does that operate and like how does that work? Yeah. It's like, okay, we need a team of people. To help her get back because the eagle's gonna arrive at this point and the dog, the grass dog, can yeah, only the do monkeys, this. Only if the monkeys allow it. But the monkeys yeah. are bad. But why are the monkeys not there? Why aren't they stopping this little scrunt from ta- attacking the narf? Yeah, and I'm when like, Elon, the giant eagle, is coming to <laughs> save the narf, the most divine narf, the madam narf. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't care no. about any of this. I want to know, know the, why. I want to know what the blue world is. And we don't know what we're connected to. And also, you know? she said that she's like basically a queen when she if she can get back yeah. because she'll be the, she'll be the she's Madam, the Madam Narf. Madam Narf, she'll be Madam Narf. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that like? What what does that mean? Is there a whole? Are you like, what are sea nymphs in the blue world when they go up in the sky on an eagle? There's questions that I want yeah. answers to. Yeah. Why did she come in from the pool bus going up on an eagle in the it sky? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. None of it's properly explained. Have what are these rules? There's no rules. I don't understand because they keep coming back to it. Well, the rules are, and then the the eagle will take me away, and they can't attack me in the night when the eagle comes. Then they attack her on the night. It's like, okay, why? Yeah. There's no reason. There's no inner workings. There's no behind the scenes of what's going on. No. Doesn't make sense. I mean, partway through this it. movie, I I liked Paul in this movie. I thought he gave I, a, Paul I thought he gave a really good performance, and he so he's the main character. In the, he's Cleveland Heap, of course, yeah. the main character. He's something to gr- that's grounded. Oh man, yeah. But even that is a half idea. It's not even fully explored there either. I agree. Like he should have had some redemption with his own life through this. He literally just helped a girl. Yeah. Get back, fly away on her eagle, and that's it. Like he doesn't change. And, and there's so or many like come to where terms I, with what he's what he, his inner workings are because he lost his family. He has a tragic backstory. Here, let me play that clip. So I I have the clip where um so throughout the movie, Paul works at this like housing complex. Yeah. You know really nothing about him except he's a nice guy. You know who helps people and he's, he's like superintendent. He's, he fixes doors. He's talking to the chatting lads, with people. Yeah. He's very good friends with many of the tenants. And then he helps save the sea nymph named Story. And um, For no reason. pardon story. And then uh, he comes back to his apartment or his little house. And then mm-hmm. she's sitting there and she's like, well, here's here's the clip. Your thoughts are very sad. Booster of one night. A night a man entered your home when you were not there. He stole many things and killed your wife and children. Yeah, he did. That Dropping a bomb. Being happy. Also, so rude. She read his journal. Yeah. First of all, you're a doctor. I get it. She doesn't know etiquette. Breaking trust. Yeah. I am very sorry for you. He used to be a doctor. There's so you much there. No, oh, he's the healer. healer. Okay. <laughs> you help all that live here. That makes Both of us connected at the same time. You have a purpose. He's the healer. Um, all beings have a purpose. So uh, that really gets brought up at a left field. And she's yeah. like, yeah, you had a life before. He didn't really need to for this movie to have a he life before this. To. And really, she's just like. They're addicted to backstory. In this yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Your wife and kids were dead, are dead, and you quit being a doctor. But it's not even like it, it's it's really made clear or it's not communicated well that he is dealing with a lot of internal struggle or like turmoil or that's why he's taking this job. No, because it's a real left turn. It's just dropped yeah because throughout the movie the he seems pretty content just like being a super he seems just like a salted he earth seems guy, fine just living his life like interacting with all these different people he has at the complex yeah. he's like enjoying there's maybe it. a couple of shots of him just alone in his apartment but that's just like it seems like he's just tired from the work day of he, he being does, nice he to his tenants yeah, yeah. but yeah it, it's brought out of left field and um yeah it, it changes nothing in the movie either no it never comes back and it's not like Bryce Dallas Howard's character story is like a little girl or something, you know, and no. like it's like he's not by dealing helping. with his trauma in a new way. No, it's not like by helping her out, you know, he's dealing with his past trauma of losing his daughter, you know, and like finding catharsis. It's really like just an adult woman that he's helping and there's no it's not sexual. It's not even that well, like slightly sexual. 
They never do the sex. They never do the sex, but come on, he's looking at her boobies. Yeah, he's looking at her boobies. We don't see her boobies. We though. don't see anything. No. A little disappointing if you have Lame. to ask me. Lame movie. PG. We get is it. Is it really PG? It's PG. Oh, so that's this is like why, a family movie. That's why before the movie critic dies, he says, oh, but in a PG movie, that meta moment where the movie oh. critic in the movie is about to die, and he's like, oh, but in a PG movie, you'd see blood and guts, but that's not what's going to happen, or not PG movie, but in this one, you're not going to see it because this is PG. Oh, wow. Like right before he dies. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. I, I was thinking- He really hates critics. Yeah, he's making That's a what strong it comes across. statement. He's like, they I don't care. Not. I don't care about story. You know who doesn't know story either? Critics. And it turns out wrong move because critics really destroyed this movie. Because, yeah, it doesn't have and a story. And probably rightfully so. Um, I was 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Really? 36 on Metacritic, 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, Jim Emerson from Roger Ebert's website. Yeah. This isn't a Roger Ebert Damn, review. Damn, this is our web. first non-Roger Ebs that we yeah. know of. Okay. Uh, he gave me 1.5 out of 4, which I think is way too much. I think Roger Ebert would have rated and it said, higher. Don't you? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <coughs> he said, oh, no! He said, it's a movie that insists on the importance of fairy tale mythology and storytelling that doesn't respect the integrity of mythology or know how to tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. That's really true. If you're going to talk up story so much in a story, it needs to be a rock solid story. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have something to say, which this movie really or like doesn't. a proper journey yeah. of a singular character. There's no proper journey of a singular character. No. It's I'm, not it's not start somewhere down and then back up farther than when they where they were. But having this movie be PG makes a lot of sense to me because I feel like this is something that an 8-year-old would feel yeah. smart at. I would have Love this movie because I would have been like, "Oh, story, I get it." Yeah. You know. Speaking of, we haven't talked that oh, about yeah, how um, M Night Shyamalan is the Narf Messiah. <laughs> so the Narf is coming to our. If we didn't explain it properly before, the Narf is coming to our world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to find a predestined man, enlighten him, so that he can change the world. Yeah, that man that she finds. Is M Night Shyamalan, who is a tenant in Paul's building. Yeah, you uh, at first you think it's Paul. Yeah, the movie it, leads you to believe because they have a connection. It's like it's like it's like a Blade Runner twenty forty nine situation. Exactly. And then M Night Shyamalan makes a cameo, and I was like, that's weird. And then like two scenes later, but it's, it's revealed not just a that, cameo. No, it's revealed he's a that supporting actor. He's the vessel that she's seeking out. Yeah. And so he's now with Paul and Bryce Dallas what Howard. What an asshole! In the mix. What an asshole! Yeah. You cast yourself in your own movie, and you are the most important character. I know it's crazy. Like Quentin Tarantino, at least. What do you think's worse, casting yourself as he a main character, or Quentin to... Tarantino casting himself just to say the N word? I wrote it. <laughs> What do you think's worse? <laughs> that is why Quentin Tarantino did it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I still think the hubris of this is worse. Why did he cast himself in Reservoir Dogs then? Oh, because he had a couple. Well, he had oh, no, it was Pulp Fiction. I don't think he was in Reservoir Dogs. Are you sure he's not in Reservoir Dogs at the beginning around the table? Oh, he might Maybe? be. He is. He okay, is. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also in Pulp Fiction. He yeah. just likes to do that. I never like it when Tarantino's in his own movies anyways. No, it's kind of lame. It's lame. Why? Because I like, don't need to do that. Even if you're like M Night Shyamalan, you're not an actor. M Night Shyamalan isn't a bad actor, but he's not good either. He was like pretty he's just bad, bro. <laughs> he was pretty bad. Do you think they gave him too many close-ups for somebody just going like this, like making no expression, just like I'm, I'm the vessel, I'm your messiah. <laughs> do you feel gonna... pinpricks on your body? Oh, I feel pins and needles in my heart. That yeah. means. The narf looked inside me and saw specialness. I'm writing a book that'll change the also, world. Also, for a, for a story, every single time the narf's like, "I'm not special," and everybody yeah. else is talking about how they're not special. They're all special. Every single one of them is special, except uh, the people who they immediately you think might are not special. Feel special, but you are special. Is that what it's trying to say to us? Well, not to the people who everybody said was special, and then it turns out they were all wrong, and it's a whole different group of people. Those guys, not special at all. At least in The Incredibles, the people that are special are actually very special. You know? Yes. Yeah, they at least uh, live up to it. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear M. Night Shyamalan a little bit in this movie? Yeah, of course I do. Um, I think oh, he, he might have a little bit to say here. This is uh, So basically, M. Night Shyamalan, to give a little context here. Um, so he's working on this book. Um, called The Cookbook. Called The Cookbook. And, and it's not a cookbook. No. And so, um, and she, and, and Paul so brings them together and, and she's basically like, this book is going to change the world. 
And so this is her explaining to M. Night Shyamalan what's happening, what's up, you know, what, what's, what's good with the book. A boy in the Midwest of this land Hold will on one second. in a home where your book will be on. If I could just add up all the pauses Bryce Dallas Howard makes in oh this movie, God. I could have watched another movie <laughs> yeah. with the time saved. Takes her so much time. It's like she just learned English. Did you not like sad story? Oh, I was so one, bored. Two, three, four, Mooster five. Of one night. Fucking hell! Hurry up! <laughs> I know you're a sea nymph. Like, but come respect. On. I mean, if she's not gonna respect Paul's journal, she's not gonna respect our time. I like to imagine that the composer or the like the guy that's doing the score, like he's yeah. just like, oh fuck, guys, keep going, keep <laughs> going, extend this part. She's just talking still. This goddamn violin needs to keep Almost. on going. I think she's about to... No. Oh, we're cutting <laughs> back to Paul and... I'm so quiet now. That now we're in a wide down. shot. Uh, I could I th- barely hear myself. Oh, really? Um, I can hear you fine. Well, I'm so muted. We love talking about our levels. You can turn it back up. Here's cookbook. I'm going to. Okay, here's cookbook while Sam turns up his levels. We're having a tough time this podcast. A boy. <laughs> How's that sound now? Oh, I sound really loud. Grow up in a home where your book will be on the shelf and spoken of often. He will grow up with these ideas in his head. He will grow into a great orator. He will speak and his words will be heard throughout this land and throughout the world. Cool. This boy will become leader of this country. And Shaman just seems like and begin a movement of great change. He's not even. He's barely smiling. Oh yeah. Speak of you and your words. Oh, here we go. Your book will be the seeds of many of his great thoughts. It will be the seeds of change. Fuck. The cookbook? <laughs> Again, like, and their their fucking comic relief is so bad in the food. <laughs> the cookbook? <laughs> what do you the mean, the cookbook? cookbook? Is that what he's writing? That stupid cookbook? story? What a good oh, joke. Sorry, M. what were Night, you saying? Hang on. M. M. Night won both worst director and worst supporting actor at the Razzies that Do you year. think he knows everybody who works at the Razzies now by just, like, name? He gets, like... He better. He's like, oh, yeah, Jim. Jim at the Razzies. No wonder he, they, critics really hate him. I don't really mind M. Night. The one thing that I respect about M. Night is that he just does his thing. Yeah, he's just just there. He's like he believes in every project he does, and is like, "This is what I wanted to do," and he Good just for keeps you, doing man. it, which I respect. I no, I respect it more when directors later on will come up and be like, "Yeah, guys, that was a bad movie, huh?" But the thing is, but like, M Night never does that. But M Night, like at this time, I was listening to an, another interview where he was like, "Yeah, I was offered some big movies, but I didn't want to do them because I have nothing attached to it. Like this movie, that's fair. I, I, I get feel that. for, I empathize with, and I and I connect with it. And this is what I want to say. And I'm like, this is what you want to say? <laughs> nothing. But I, I, nothing. But I guess I can't like, I can't hate on the fact that you believed in your movie and did what you wanted yeah. to do. There also another problem with even it, if it's bad. Talk, talking about like all the exposition in this movie, yeah, it's never like shown. Like it's not like somebody gets like cast with light or like it's never done visually. It's mm. a, it's all that. It's all yeah. It's just all slow just talking. slow exposition from the characters talking about what they're thinking, what's what they're gonna do next. Exactly. It's so annoying. It sucks. Um, Sam, what happens next in the movie? Where do, where do we kind of leave off here? So we're basically he, at the finale, right? Because pretty much for the movie, the movie is like an hour and fifty minutes long, but not a whole lot. Like we talked about the scrunts, which yeah. are literally we didn't talk about those enough. They are literally wolves covered, covered in, grass. in grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, kind of like and the they design. hide in the lawn during I, the day, I liked, I liked and at it. night they stalk sea nymphs. I like it. You liked I it. liked the designs. There's a there's a there's a shot from the back where it's silhouetted and it like goes down and it's all like kind of branchy and stuff. I thought it was really cool. All right, well, to each their own. <laughs> it's a fucking grass wolf, dude. Yeah, <laughs> a I'm, wolf made out of grass. You're bro. peeking so much, <laughs> but um, I thought it was cool. All right. Anyways, so there's also monkeys clad in it bark. Like what do you it, think about those? I thought they were cool, too. No, you did I not. I did. By the end, I was like, oh, my God. I'm you so glad not. that we saw them. They look awesome. You actually thought that. They're twigs made in a mohawk, Dan. I liked how they were like monkeys but made out of wood. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was really cool. They are three. They have one name, but they I are three. I hated that. 
they're so evil. They killed their mother. On they're the gods. They they're born. god monkeys. Well, they're god monkeys. And I love and they just and they're supposed to be evil, but they protect the sea nymph. It doesn't make sense. No, no, no. So the mon- let me let me explain it to you. They make the rules. Sam, let me explain it to you. They make the rules for bringing enlightened men into this world. These monkeys were started. They were, they came into existence very early on with the blue world. Yes. There's three monkeys, mm-hmm. all one name. I don't know what that name is. It starts with a T. Takstrangdega. Takstrangdega. I don't know what it is either. But it's something like that. Yeah. So there's three of them, and they're, <coughs> they're so evil that they killed their parents on the day that they were born. Yes. Or like their birth killed their parents. And they're evil monkeys, and but and they're so mean that the grass wolves yeah. are, are living in fear. And so sometimes the grass wolves go rogue, but but they but the monkeys usually they don't because the monkeys are mean okay and so in the movie at the end okay. the the grass wolf tries to kill the sea nymph but she's like the queen sea nymph yeah and but but the monkeys but that, don't stop why no but that breaks the rules so then the monkeys grab it and start beating it up because they have to protect the order right it's like kind of a natural order of of the order of the phoenix. <laughs> and then the eagle comes in, and, she, and then Elon, the great and then eagle, the, it comes in and they swoop off, and she's. It seems Elon. I kind of hoped it was gonna be like Shape of Water, and he would kind of go with her, or no, he doesn't in Shape of Water, right? No, she does, or she does. She, she goes with she, him. She would, yeah, because she's. Yeah. I kind of hope that Paul she gets would, gills. Remember? Yes, I hope Paul would go to the Blue World and be like yeah. king of the Blue World. But that's an example of a movie of the magic world and reality bridging properly yeah yeah and it stays grounded in the reality and we're slowly brought into this new world 100 percent agree this is let's just jam as much information about a world that you will never see well that's why this movie and also so rules long. that are never properly explain, explained explained yeah. and monkeys beating up a grass wolf yeah exactly but that's why the movie feels so <laughs> long it's because they're constantly explaining new things and being like well actually you got that wrong here's the real explanation because of something that i don't twisty, care about topsy-turvy and twisty but it's just Top just CTV. tightening its own pretentious knot. Yeah. No, know? I, I, and, and then I shoving it up its own ass. And so there's really no, when you strip all that away, there's really no plot. Like the no. ending is after she tells uh, M. Night Shyamalan, you're very special. You're a special boy. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh. Um, okay. Basically, they have to get the scene nymph because she completed her duty and he finished yeah. the book or whatever. She, they have to get her home. And so they have to find like the people who help her, you know? Yeah. Um, she had there's these guidelines. They learn it from an Asian lady in one actually, of the apartments. Let's hit on that first, and then we'll just get to the ending. Sounds so great. to learn the rest of the story, uh, he has this person, this tenant who's like a young Asian lady, and she lives with her mom. Yeah. And um, the young Asian lady is like, my mom only tells this is a bedtime story, right? It's like an old traditional bedtime story. Yep. So she only tells it to children. So if she's <laughs> going to tell you the story, you have to act childlike. That's how to she'll Paul be able to trust a full, you. A full grown man. Yeah. So and Paul so cut to yeah Sam cut to <laughs> Paul starts eating some chocolate chip underbaked chocolate chip cookies in the, in her apartment in her apartment he's wearing a white shirt and, <laughs> and he has a big and he's mug just of sitting milk. there they're standing in front of him in a big old <laughs> earthenware mug of milk and he starts drinking his milk <laughs> and he fully just dribbles on the floor he gets it all over his mustache and then he lies down slowly on the ground and he is kicking his legs in the air like he's a tiny little tot. Because he lays down sideways on the couch and just to pretend like it, like mom's gonna tell him a nice little story. It is and he, ridiculous. And he's full milk mustache, Paul, and it is fucking hilarious. Because he has a beard, so it's like all in <laughs> it's his beard all over milk, it. and he lets it drip. It's not even like in a, in a, it like was a, a gross dribble, <laughs> like really. Disgusting. It was a spout. It was not even a dribble. It was like um because in like milk commercials it'll be like a, like they'll go down and it'll come up little. and it's like a little bit there it's like but it is soiled everywhere. his mustache <laughs> soiled his mustache <laughs> it did <laughs> oh my god he needs a diaper for the milk on his mustache also so this team that they're they have like different names for them there's like an interpreter uh, well can i just finish this <laughs> sure can yeah, i yeah, put a button yeah, on yeah, this thing about the child the childhood thing i think it's the best scene i've ever seen paul giamatti in. i yeah. think it might be at this point, my favorite scene he's ever I really been like in. the scene from duets when he's like shooting up the oh, stuff and he's really insane and yeah. his hair looks crazy. That's, that's but good too. That was all that the milk mustache scene is is truly a made, storied scene. Maybe made the movie worth it for me Jeez. to like discover that scene in the Paul Giamatti canon. You know? 
and it's yeah. gonna be on our Instagram. There's no good clip from it because no. um, they don't say much. They don't say anything. He's literally just getting a milk mustache and rolling around on a couch. But go to our <laughs> and Instagram. He spits milk on somebody's floor. Yeah, go to our Instagram and it'll be posted there sometime this upcoming week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to say I think that's my favorite scene Paul's ever been in. <laughs> it's really good. I need to write it down so like one day when we do like our top ten, you know, yeah. Paul scenes. Yeah. It has to be there. Okay. Now. Sorry. I wanna... Continue. Yeah. Now I want to talk about. Um, so Bernard from Westworld is in this movie and we meet him and he's doing a lot of crosswords. He's obsessed with crosswords. Yeah. And they need certain members of these weird archetypes that M. Night Shyamalan made up. The guild, the interpreter, the healer. Anyway, so that's some of them. So the guild is a group of people. The guild is a group of people that get a bunch of stoners. Yeah. Uh, they need an interpreter, so he's like, oh, the crossword guy. So he's just building on these people that he knows. Because all these people should be around the the, the, nymph. the sea nymph. They're weirdly they attracted to wherever she lives. Exactly, but yeah. they don't know it until, you know, until they all find out come that together. they're special. So there's this one scene where they're – did you clip it, Dan? I, I have – it's a long clip, but I have it. We have to play okay. it. It's so funny. So he starts doing crosswords, and then they're like – And also, the thing is, I forget the actor's name, but he is a – It's like Jerry something. But he's an incredible actor. Yeah. Like in I think every it's Jerry Wright. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey I think, Wright. I think it's Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. He also plays Beatty in uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire. Yeah. If you didn't know, uh, wow. you know, cut to clip of Beatty. <laughs> Sam in the video podcast. I will. I will. Oh, really? I'll do it. Yeah. No, oh, perfect. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you know, love Hunger Games. Everybody should watch Hunger Games. But he's an incredible actor. And the fact that he has to do this whole like thing about a crossword and like it's just ridiculous. So he's the interpreter, and the interpreter is the one that tells him what they have to do next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, and Paul says to him, but wait, you got to use your tools. So he pulls out a crossword. My eyes literally rolled and right he now. starts, And he starts linking words together to figure out what they got to do next. Yeah. On a random crossword. And it's even funnier because it turns out he's not the interpreter. He and was just making was, shit up. And this was a waste of our time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, here's the here's the crossword. That's clip. the big M Night twist. All the people you thought were the right ones aren't right at all. The M Night twist is that I wasted an hour and fifty minutes of my life. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Well, nine letters across. And the music it's behind the it is essential. perfect. Yeah. They're in a bathroom, looking down at her in a shower. Oh, and the other thing about this clip is that there's like eighteen people. Down. In the shot, Which and everybody's looking in one door for a bathroom to a barely clothed yes. woman. Yeah, those were the first two words that I deciphered in this puzzle, and I thought that was. Uh, I, thought, I thought that was weird. Mm. There's a word that seems out of place to me. Yes, oh, it's a six-letter it? word for get together. Soiree. Soiree. Soiree could mean party. How could, how does a party help us? Well. I guess I thought that uh, you know a party is uh, is interesting because uh, this thing and there's a out part. there is an animal and uh, it probably has a very keen sense of smell. Why is everyone staring you at me? Yeah. Um, humans uh, have a pungent smell to animals, so I thought that maybe everyone gathered together would confuse him and he wouldn't be able to distinguish her from uh, amongst all of us. Wow. Does that sound right? He's hearing the voice of God through a crossword puzzle. Well, we're just playing here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's making fun of itself during the oh, movie. God, I hate it. Like, it shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. No. If you want people to take your movie seriously, don't have the characters make fun of what they're doing. But they were right to because it was a dumb in the first place. Exactly. In the movie. Anyway. And let's, it's still not right. Let's get to the ending. So, basically, in that clip, it sets it up. They, they host a party. They host a party. It goes awry because they don't have the right crew. And we need a third act. So, they put the proper crew together to save the narf. Yep. Paul turns out to be the healer. Yeah, which makes sense because of the doctor. Yeah. They get a new guild learned. together, which is a bunch of sisters. They all touch Paul. He says, oh, thing, because, he says sad because things about his family. Because the new interpreter is Jeffrey Wright's son, yeah. who speaks, to, who like is like an who annoying spe- kid. His, and guess what his tool is? Cereal boxes. Cereal boxes. Yeah, no, it's really which, cool. That one doesn't, like, the crossword kind of makes sense. The other one is he, like, sits in front of a cupboard full of cereal boxes and, like, is like, we need seven sisters <laughs> holding hands <laughs> together and the healer. For some reason, the sealer boxes made more sense than the crosswords yeah. to M Night. Yeah, whatever, whatever. You don't you don't mess with his process. So, <laughs> Paul turns out to be the healer, but the, and the narf is whisked away to the sky so she can be plopped back into the sea, but not before three monkeys covered in bark <laughs> and adorned adorned with twig mohawks leap from the trees and beat up a grass wolf. Yeah, and we talked about the that. end. 
you want to hear some clips? I would love to. And then maybe after that, we'll talk about Paul's performance. Yep. Round this guy up. Round um, it up. So actually, so here's get this um, puppy all lit. So this is Paul's first line. So the movie opens with Paul. With first Paul. shot, Paul. Uh, well, it starts with badly animated cave paintings, and then Paul. Man, those animations were the worst. They're <laughs> really bad. I guess the movie. Well, again, the movie's not low budget. I was gonna say it's low budget. It makes sense. Not low budget. I could have made that. Hundred <laughs> like percent. It's just it's it's, it's really like classic bad. YouTube animation thing. It's like three yeah. scribbly lines repeating, so it looks like it's uh, it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. So here's Paul's first scene. Oh. Uh, well, it's some kind of ebb. Oh, oh yeah, yes. he stutters. We'll get into that. It's in very a big. It's very hairy. <laughs> I drew last night. We'll talk about that after this. <laughs> Tell her it's not a creature. There's no such thing Stop as everything. Dan jeweled. Right? That's fucking bullshit. I wasn't going to do it, but then he... Because I was joking about doing it. And then he was like, he gave it to me. He took me seriously. My joke didn't... Oh, I guess I'll say it after. Paul's killing something underneath their skin. This is everybody's reaction. To the I was really excited I during this scene. Sorry, this me too. So I was like, this looks good. This first shot is really good. And also, Paul's being really funny here, too. Yeah. Like this part. It's great. He's like killing bugs, but his comedic timing is great. Like he's mm-hmm. really, and it's one shot. He's fighting a monster. Yeah. Turns I out thought he was killing. Or something. I thought he was killing the scene. Of- oh my god. What if it ended the same way it started, but him just shoving a broom into Bryce Dallas? We see. Face? We see the reverse shot, and it's just a dead woman in the corner. Um. Anyway, I did very quickly. That's fucked, bro. What? That I jewel? That is such a slap in my face. Well, the thing is, you How have many times I offer you my I'm jewel. I'm so scared to jewel. I can give jewel. you a new pot. I don't like, like I don't I don't want a jewel. But the thing is, I was making a joke about jeweling on this guy's jewel. Okay. Okay. And he took me seriously as if it wasn't a joke because we were both drunk. And then he handed it to me seriously, and I was like, "You'd be I, rude I, if I didn't." I guess I have to jewel. Yeah. And I did. Um, I you just took one puff, and then I got home. It bit back, dude. It bit back it so did. hard. I know. It's I, old, I old coughed. Old. I had a I had quite a hankering cough. There's fire behind this, Nick. Oh my God! Is there not? I don't even know what flavor it was. It was just, uh, I want to apologize, really. Thank you. I know. I, I big, need that. Big formal apology. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Paul has a stutter in this movie. And he plays it well. It's great. Like, we, we know people. Our, our friend and listener. And the way we nar- know the narf is powerful is that he doesn't stutter his around stutter. her. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. But I actually, he's like, again, it's no surprise. Paul's a really good actor. Even in weird shit like this, Paul's a really good actor. And he treats the stutter with a, a lot of humanity. Like, it feels like he brought his, like, really um, humanistic portrayals that we saw in, like, American Splendor and, like, Cinderella Man and stuff like that. Like, yeah. like really good character work and applied it to a character as, a, as kind of in a, a wild piece that yeah. is this movie. And, like, his sadness felt the saddest yet. Yeah. Like, the sadness that he was portraying felt really sad. Mm-hmm. But, like, and, like, with the dignity, though, that I really appreciated. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Okay, let's get through some. But I only have a few. More. Oh yeah, sorry. And then his sadness didn't matter though. No, yeah, it turns out. So uh, all the work that Paul put in, I think M the, Night didn't make it shine. I think at the end he should be more sad. The only person he like connected with uh, has flown off by an eagle, <laughs> yeah. and now he's just left to Eat be. Eat lawn, the last of the giant eagles. <laughs> here, uh, here is a clip of Paul. I think this also has a stutter in it. Um, here we go. How long have you been writing, Vic? That one's a really intense stuff. I thought he was joking. <laughs> um, this is when, uh, this next clip is when a story, Bryce Dal- Dallas Howard's character, um, finds out that she's going to be Madam Nip- or Madam Narf. Madam Narf. Madam Narf. And, they, why did he just call it Nymph? Narf actually, is such I, a dumb I, sound. We're just going to go through It these. sounds like a sound that Alf would make, like the, the alien. Yeah. Narf? 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 Or like picking the brain. I think that's what... Oh. Pinky says. Do you think it's an Narf. homage? Doesn't Pinky do that? Maybe. Narf. Truly, maybe. He makes some sort of noise. Anyways. Um, okay, so here we go. This is... Uh, I actually have a series of clips of just, like, jargon from this movie that okay. sounds inane. Um, so I'll play... I think there's three clips in a row, and then some we can talk about Some scrunts fighting some narfs? Yeah. So this is the first one. This is Madam Narf. Okay. You have to believe that this all makes sense somehow. I love you. I don't know. I don't know why. Why would you choose that term, <laughs> Madam Narf? Moving on. 
A thousand nafs is about a rare nafs who comes once in a generation of a nafs who is called the Madam Nafs. Her vessel is important. This vessel will cause change. But it is the Madam Nafs herself that is truly the key. She's considered a queen to her people. Good God. Her return will be seen as a great inspiration. A scrunt will do anything to kill a Madame North. Even forget his fears of the Tartutic. Tartutic. break the rules for that, Mr. Heap. Will she know that she's a Madame North? No. That is moral of a bedtime story. Shut up! Shut up! I demand silence when I am talking! <laughs> oh, she's the Madam Narf, man. They said Narf like 18 million times. I know they did. Yikes. It hurt. Um, okay, so this is, uh, I got two I, I got two more clips from the movie here. This is one uh, uh, that I think we can just use in day-to-day Paul Giamatti podcast. Okay. This is not, this is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's, that one's a useful <laughs> clip. Yeah, that one's just marked useful. Um, and then I think the last topic we need to talk about the movie before we rate him is uh, Reggie. Reggie. Reggie is the loose end that we need to talk about. He is a fantastic character. So he's only uh, training one half of his body. Yeah, let me let me just play the clip of where we're introduced to Reggie, yeah. and then we'll move on. Pretty sure you explain You kind of look like maybe you could work out a little bit, right? Huh? I could give you a vein like that. I can make it look just like this, right? Most people say, hey, What's wrong with you, Reggie? Why are you only working out on one side of your body? <laughs> Tell him it's like a Genuinely really funny stuff. I'm like a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yoked. He's on that one half. half. The one half is yoked. But yeah. And so then Reggie ends up beating up a scrunt. <laughs> At the end, he saves everyone because he turns out to be the guardian. So Paul used to think that he was the guardian. <laughs> but then it turns out, after the, we get the whole twist... There's Reggie just, is the guardian. Because it stops and everybody like looks and Reggie's holding a plate of food at the party. And he's staring at the scrunt. He's staring down the scrunt. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, Reggie. <laughs> and I wished he was going to punch that fucking he didn't. thing. He didn't, which is upsetting, but he almost did. But the monkeys came and helped him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wish he <laughs> took his big, thick arm and just punched him. How would you rate I Paul? Wish. What are your impressions of Paul? How would you rate Paul over? Paul's performance? Yeah. Eight. Eight? I thought he did really, really good. I would agree. I really liked him in that. Yeah. He, he did a really good job. I thought it was kind of outstanding. And he didn't get to shine. Poor, poor, it was great performance. And, and he gets bonus poor points. Poor filmmaking. Poor filmmaking. He has bonus points for the child scene. He gets bonus points for really selling the stutter. Yeah. Um, that one clip I have was probably the, the ending worst. scene it where he's bringing back the Narf back to life as the healer. Oh, yeah. Emotional. Good stuff. He's great at, he should be in more fantasy things because he really brings a really grounded element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in all of his performances. Um, here's M. Night Shyamalan talking about Paul Giamatti. This is why he likes Paul. Oh, okay. We bonded really right away, very similar in our humor, and, and he has a kind of a sacredness in him that he, he protects. Amen. Um, on top of that, Paul had some interesting also, things Also, Paul to say. was their first choice. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm glad that that's happening for him now. Yeah. Um, Paul had some interesting things to say about um, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, this is uh, his. Uh, what, uh, actually, let's do this one. Paul. Paul talked a bit about what he thought was the theme of the movie. And, oh really? Um, this yeah. is this is what he had to say. It feels like it says something about it, as long as you find something to believe in, you've found a purpose in some way. That belief somehow connects you to a bigger thing, and you start thinking globally rather than individually. And that's gonna be your purpose is to be part of a community or something. Uh, maybe that's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I love those sort of clips where they try to explain what's going on. Like, remember in Robots, the one chick who's like, oh, oh shit, the character, she just had a fat ass. <laughs> and I wanted to play her. Oh, uh, yeah, that one's really good, too. That one, uh, yeah. <laughs> She's just, she has a big butt. She's just huge in the rear. Uh, this is uh, an interview with the child actor who plays the guy who looks at the cereal. Oh, yeah. He was good. Here's what he has to say. And I hope you like this clip as much as I did. He's not questioning that much. He's not really questioning at all. Because to him, it's like, mm, awesome, you know? Because he still believes, you know what I mean? Because he's just a kid. 
doesn't say anything. <laughs> he says nothing. You know, because he's up. He just mm. never questions anything, and well, he, but he believes that that's he's it. He's not questioning that much. He's not he's really pausing like Bryce Dallas Howard pauses. To him, it's like mm, mm. awesome, you know, because he still believes. You know what I mean? Because he's like just a kid. kid. Uh, so that's that's like when clips. halfway through a sentence, you realize what you actually oh, yeah. should be saying. Like that's that moment where you're. Like, Mm, I know what mm. I'm saying now. He's just a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Dan. Uh, well, well, shit, I've been doing the whole goddamn Um, And so let's get out of Paul the movies. We don't have any listener mail this week, no. so email us, you dips. Please. Dan, where can they find us? Dan, they can find us at Germani Podcast on all the social medias. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, we post Instagram. great videos and photos from the movie. We're going to post clips. You can see the... The the snarks? Wait, what are they? The scrums, the narfs, the ticklelectics, and the great ego Elon. Yep, you can see all of that on all Instagram. That. And guess what, guys? Please, our listener mail's dried up. Yeah, it's send us in some listener mail the at dr- runs email dot com. Email jamadi at gmail dot com. On top of that, we also do a video podcast now, um, so you can watch us on YouTube. Just search Jamadi. You can watch Jumaati, a Jumaati. highlight reel if you've already listened to the podcast. Watch that highlight reel. Yeah, actually, that is a really good advice. If you've already yeah. listened to the podcast because you listen to it because you're a listener, god damn it. Damn it. Uh, go on YouTube and watch the highlight reel because it's like eight minutes long. It has all the best clips and jokes from the thing, and you can see it uh, all the best bits on video. Yeah. Um, and we have great clickbait titles, you know, so you'll want to click. Yeah. Like, did Paul? I don't know. I can't think of one. Did Paul Giamatti die in this movie? Did Paul fuck a sea nymph? <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> did this dirty man fuck a sea nymph? <laughs> all right, guys. Thank That's you it. so much for listening. Yeah. Dan. We will see you. Oh yeah, Sam. Blessed be Giamatti. Praise be. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.